Welcome back to the circle, everybody. Lost Boys Cypher Circle is back in session. Y'all know what it is. And if you don't, I'm going to tell you this is home of all things artistic. If you got a song, a poem, a rap, a story, uh, just a conversation you want to have, this is the place to come and get your thoughts and your feelings heard. It's a safe space. It's a chill place. Nothing but cool vibes here. Uh, if you want to be on the show, uh, message me at Dylan Lawler on Facebook or at Lost Boy for uh, Lost Boy 420x at gmail.com. That's Lost Boy 420x at gmail.com. Um, before we get started, guys, as always, I like to give um, a shout out to people who are struggling in life, which is pretty much everyone. Um, and I always like to say that um, whatever you're going through, You've been through tough times before, and you will get through this too. And always remember that there is someone to talk to, whether you feel like there is or not. There is someone to talk to, a friend, a family member, a coworker. You can text me or call me. I'll talk to you. Um, there's also some hotlines you can reach out to, uh, such as 988. Uh, it's a hotline you can text, or you can visit their lifelinecrisis.com, and they will have the like numbers with the area codes for your uh, particular area and other resources like that. Um, and then you can also visit betterhelp.com. Um, they're like a, uh, online therapy. They, they will match you with, um, licensed therapists. Um, I think it's pretty quick. It's like 48 hours or something like that. Um, and if you don't vibe with the therapist and you're just not, because the hardest thing about therapy sometimes is you don't just vibe with the person and it's just some like, stuck up guy or girl in a chair and you don't want to talk to them. So if you're feeling that way, they'll switch you out um, with another therapist until you find someone you can talk to. Um, so I hope some people find some help there and uh, just keep using your art as uh, self-expression and getting it out there and keep your head up guys. Um, piggybacking off of that, I do want to say um, I want to give a quick trigger warning. Um, we talk about some sensitive stuff on this show. Um, you never and you, you never know what's going to bother somebody and what's not. Um, so if there comes a sensitive topic that you're not comfortable listening to, nobody on this show, including myself, will be insulted in the slightest if you click out of it and come back or stop watching altogether. That's 100% fine. I understand. Um, and but I hope nothing on here triggers you too bad, and we can have a good night. So that being said. Uh, we'll get into the show, starting with our feature artist from last week. Um, that was our Halloween episode, and man, they all killed it. But um, the vote was outstanding. Um, I'm pretty sure she went won by a landslide, and um, it was just—I mean, it was the perfect Halloween poetry and and video. I. So I'm going to play it and just let it speak for itself because it was fantastic. Uh, before I play it, though, um, this artist is named Laurelyn Sandez. Um, she's a poet and a digital artist. She creates poetry and then she'll uh, make a video with sound and um, video effects to go with it. And it's it's really cool. Wait till you see it. Um, if you want to check her out, uh, you can go to her YouTube, Laurelyn Sandez. Or you can go to her Instagram, Laura underscore Lynn underscore uh, Nadir. That's N-E-I-D-R-O-U-E-R. 
Uh, so yeah, let's uh, play the clip and... The moon hangs crouched beneath the trees on October's Hallow's Eve. The fog rolls off the tombstones over the blades of grass that are overgrown and the dead begin to speak. They rise to the occasion to come alive this night. They're not invited by seance where there's usually no response. They're welcomed by all fright. The invisible veil between two worlds breaks on October 31st. The souls of the dead with things left unsaid come back to haunt the earth. Well, children dress like scary monsters and gather candy by trick-or-treat. There's witches on brooms riding past the moon, casting spells on the souls that still bleed. There's screams and scares up and down the street. The night's denounced a fright. Its intoxicating haunt goes way and far beyond just a message to the other side. So the dead will haunt while the living are oblivious costumes and painted faces. We call it a celebration, but it's really an invitation to pull the dead from unwanted places. They hide in the walls and under your bed. They live inside of your closet. They're not the ghost that goes boom. They live inside of you and steal from the souls who've lost it. So carve your pumpkins and eat your candy. Eat so much that you don't fall asleep. Because there's always that ghost that wants you the most and will take you once you've fallen asleep. <laughs> the sun will rise into a new day where you should have woken your bed. But you're not there, you're not anywhere. You now belong to the dead. And between two worlds, your soul will wander lost until the next Halloween. When the whole world welcomes the dead to death amongst the graves where the living still breathe. And this isn't a tale of witches and goblins or vampires that strike in the night. It's a warning that by ignoring my warnings by morning, death will come for you tonight. <laughs> so that was Laura Lincenez with um, her Halloween story. And that was like a mini horror movie. It was fantastic. And it was like the perfect we ended the night with that last um week and we're starting it this week and it, it was so perfect for the Halloween episode so i can't thank her enough for coming on and uh make sure you guys go check her out on her youtube and instagram um tonight we're gonna have three artists and our first artist she's been up here before um she was fantastic last time i can't wait to have her back up here uh, it's poetless shakespeare um she's an author and a poet She's got two books out right now, both on Amazon, um, DNA and the sequel, DNA, The Results. Um, you can also go check her out um, on YouTube at red, that's r.e.d.design, um, spelled D-E-S-Y-G-N-Z-956. Uh, so make sure you guys go check out her books on Amazon and her YouTube channel, and uh, I'll play her flyer and get her up here. Show me the gateway to heaven, and I will show you an unconscious alleyway of lonely souls to hell. Damn. I'm not sure what my purpose is, but I know God did not put me here for nothing, because he makes nothing. As I sit in front of my dreams, and we battle back and forth to see who's winning, who's not losing, you know that pit attack. It has my mother wondering what is wrong with my child, but you see, the whole time what's wrong with me is I don't know me. God, I'm not sure why you made me the way you made me, but let's have a talk, God, you see. I'm not sure if you know that your creation is down here hurting, as the children would say, this is ghetto. I have to deal with untamed thoughts, I have to deal with my dreams, and not to mention I have to deal with no's. But see, they have become my best friend because every no has set me up to 
be the woman that I'm destined to be. Hear me when I say I am the line of my kingdom and my kingdom shall not fall because I own that. And I stand behind that. I'm like a product. Bank me on that. I advise you to get your sponsorship ready because I'm ready to take flight. And if you're not on this flight, I feel sorry for you. Because you will know my name before I leave Virginia. You may not like me, you may not invite me in bank, but at the end of the day, you know who I am. I advise you to get your dreams in order, ladies, because at the way the rate we're going, we need more of me walking around. This little black girl has been through more hell than more hot water than anyone can imagine. But yet I still stand strong. I will be that little black girl that will go up to any door and knock it down and say, this is my residency, whether you like it or not. I will be that little black girl that Hollywood will put out with no on-off switch. I will not pay rent somewhere that I have created. I am that little black girl that everyone will say, dang, I want to be just like her. You can, sis, because you are that little black girl. Come on. Hey, how you doing? Hey. How you doing tonight? I am awesome. How's everyone? I'm all right. I'm all right. So last time you were on the show, your uh, book, I, I had put that flyer up. Uh, your book wasn't out yet, uh, but it did come out since last time you were on. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Uh, and uh, like I said before, everybody, make sure you guys go check that out. Um You've been back, you've been on here before, but for those who, those of us who don't know you, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and your craft and sort of what you got, what got you started and where you are now? So I started out when I was in middle school, you know, doing open mic. Um, I'm an author, poet, actress, all that in one, but now I'm more towards being an authoress now, more so than a poet. I mean, it's still there, but... I just have a deep love for writing now. Um, I have two books, just the second book that just came out October the 18th, and this is the first one. So I'm currently working on a third, but that's not going to be into next year. So, But these are the two books that I am promoting heavy. So make sure you go over to Amazon or on my website, um, www.poetandshakespeare.com, and you can definitely grab your copy. Okay, cool. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Um, yeah, so, um, like you, like you said last time, like, first of all, uh, and I forgot to mention this when you first came on, cause it's the first thing I wanted to say to you, you are by far one of the most like powerful speakers we have had on the show. And, uh, and I, and I'm just reminded of that every time I see your flyer, um, thank so, you. Yeah, I wanted to thank you again for like, you made the last show you were on so great, just with your your presence and and how and how you think about things and and your your poetry your words it's so powerful so thank, thank you for coming you. back again um, thank you for having me again yeah absolutely uh so what is the what's the first piece you're going to be doing for us tonight so the first piece i'm going to do it's called before i say i do i got this from one of my girlfriends she recently just got married and I thought it was so cute that the whole time she was in, engaged, she was like, oh my gosh, I'm ready, I'm ready. Then the month before she got it, she was like, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. 
some like you spend six months saying you're ready, but then when you get to that last month, it's like you're not ready. So that made right. me think like, do a lot of people get married just for the glitz and glamour or before they walk down the aisle, do they really know I do? So that's where I got the idea from. So. Oh. All right, yeah. Let's I'm gonna draw myself down. Let's hear it. I had two years, five months, three weeks, four days, give or take 78 hours to prepare for this moment. As you stand there in your suit and I'm standing here in my dress, I really want to ask myself, am I ready? There's a man waiting for me at the office saying I'm worthy of this ring, but yet I don't know if I'm even worthy to pronounce his name with my last. How can I drop my lash for his when I don't even know if I truly own up to mine? So before I say I do, I want to ask myself these questions. Am I totally prepared to love you until your dying day? Am I prepared to deal with your angriness when the things don't go your way? Am I truly prepared to go with you those days when we have barely enough food to eat or maybe we don't even have the money to go out and enjoy ourselves? Am I willing to say I do? You see, love don't matter if I don't need you and you don't need me and I don't want you and you don't want me. So what are we doing? I'm standing at this altar really preparing myself to say I do to a man that I can barely say I do to myself. But yet he said I'm worthy. Is that enough to really walk down his aisle and accept this ring in his hand and his last name? Or really, I just want this for myself just to make myself sing. You know, they say when a woman gets to a certain point in their life, you're supposed to make these drastic changes. But is it really worth my calling? Is this really my thing to do? Am I really called to be a wife or is it really because my girlfriend is 32 and she ain't even say nowhere near close to saying I do? I guess I'll walk down the aisle and say I do, but before I say I do, I have to truly say I do to myself because every footstep is no longer just mine, it's his alone too. Hmm. I've never been good at math, but I know one plus one equals two and somehow it equals up to saying I do. So I go down the aisle and I say I do, and if it's not working out, then what do I do? I guess I have to wait that wait till I get to that threshold. But for now, I guess I say I do. Oh, I, actually, I think it's a poem, so it's just a snap. <laughs> <laughs> but that was fantastic. Um, yeah, no, I, I really, I really understand that. Like, uh, being, I, I had parents who are divorced and. 90 percent um or not no, sorry 90, not 90 i was gonna say at least 50 to 70 percent um of uh, marriages and in divorces i think it is uh, mm -hmm. and so that so there's about a 50 percent chance if not more that some kid will get embarrassed at school when all his other mm -hmm. well all the other kids talk about their parents and he has to say that he he visits or you know he has two christmases or yeah. and people really don't realize all the thing like marriage is like you said glitz and the glam and it's like the the thing to do and in your piece you know you were you were talking a little bit about how some people feel like if i'm already 30 or i'm already 40 or whatever mm -hmm. like it doesn't I happen now and i happen i just got to do it and get it over with and people don't realize like one you're you're binding not only your soul, but your entire life and your exit, like everything from eating to sleeping to like everything becomes like you're like you have a Siamese twin. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Everything is done 
in tandem together and it has to be or it doesn't work you know what is so crazy my grandfather i didn't get a chance to meet my mother's mother because she passed away the year before i was born but i had my grandfather until i was about 22. and i will always talk to my grandmother and my grandfather my great-grandmother my grandfather but i will always ask my grandfather i said granddaddy was you and grandma together he said yeah i said but i thought y'all was separated he said it wasn't no thing in separation. I don't, I don't care what she said. She could put me out, but I guarantee you, I still have the key and I still come back there because that's where home is. He said, that's the problem with people today. They so quick that, oh, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. But at the end of the day, your cheerleaders are really the one who's setting you up for failure because your best friend would be the main one. And I had to get older to really realize this. Whenever me and my boyfriend will will have a problem or whatever, little disputes, whatever, that will go to my best friend. Girl, leave him, this and that. My mindset, I'm already mad with him. And if I go to my eighth school and do what you think I'm going to do? I'm going to take it out on him. And that's how a lot of relationships ended. And I really had to think about this. Like, so I, I'm not really marrying my husband. He's marrying my cheerleader. So that means he might as well go ahead and be with them because at the end of the day, that's where my opinions and everything comes. That's why I say at the end of the day, my man is my society. When he comes through the door, when he's done with work, I don't want to hear about nothing else. Babe, how are you mentally? How are you emotionally? I don't care about nothing else. Go ahead and jump on the game, whatever. That. At the end of the day, I don't care about what your friends did. I don't even care what your dog did at the end of the day because at the end of the day, we have to build our society to stay sane when we get out of there. That's how a lot of temptations are started. And people say, Absolutely. no, that's not true. It's not. I know one of my friends, she's in her late 20s. Her and her husband been married since they were in their teenage <laughs> They have three kids. So one thing that I love about their marriage, you don't hear nothing about what they go through. I don't care if she put him out, hit him with him. You will never, at the end of the day, she's posting family pictures. People say that's fake. No, it's not fake. It's at the end of the day, she's protecting her marriage. Absolutely. At the end of the day, because if she will post one thing or me and such a set of argument, all the comments will start. And when he get home from work, what's going to happen? That's how you have a divided family. For what reason? Because of your cheerleaders. You got to make right. your spouse your society. But people don't want to do that nowadays. Which I don't know. I'm crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to bring uh, these other two ladies up and see if they have anything to add to the conversation or any questions for you. Um anybody who would like to go first go ahead and raise your hand or uh yeah Neela, go ahead yeah actually the, um that's what i talk about a lot with a lot of these relationships and you see mm -hmm. the, and you see the bickering and the back and forth and all that um about what relationships is and you have a yep. whole lot of egos yeah. in relationships nowadays social media mm -hmm. things of that nature that's not a relationship you know, the nope. privacy is a relationship. Sometimes even marriage isn't a relationship. A relationship are two people who have the same mentality and want to walk mm -hmm. together as one. That's yep. a relationship. You know, the the marriage ritual is for you to dedicate yourself to the government. Mm -hmm. That's exactly. the marriage. So, yeah, I agree with you 100%. When you see all that nervousness and all that, that doesn't mean that relationship is real because if if you my mate i'm not going to be nervous to dedicate myself to you exactly <laughs> thing is exactly. i dedicated myself to you if i have your child if i laid with you i dedicated myself to you you're adding on that whole entire audience yep that's the nervousness the priest 
saying those words. It's ritualistic versus just plain love. So, exactly. Yeah, that's just that's my two cents. <laughs> right. It's all it's all for it's all for show, and it needs to be more than that. It's it's about the actual connection between the two people before anything. And if there, you don't have that, then you don't have anything. You don't. Uh, I totally agree. Uh, Kenny, did you have anything you wanted to add? Um. Yeah, I put a whole lot of stuff in the chat, but <laughs> writing a whole Bible. But amen. Um, I'm just the type of person who has been in weddings and sung at weddings and all of that. And then you're like, oh, this is a nice wedding. Look at the ambiance. These colors are cute. Two years later, they divorced. You're just like, wait a minute. What happened? <laughs> like, can I get a refund on my dress exactly. that I bought for this wedding because y'all exactly. ain't making so, <laughs> exactly. or, or you just see the post on Facebook and you're like, what the fuck? Right. I was, exactly. I was just there. Everything was like, fine. They, was, they were so yeah. happy and so in love and wanted to just say they was going to be here with each other forever. And I realized that as I grew, like, you know, when you're younger, you know, it's like you want like that dream wedding because that's what you saw. But it's like, as I got older, I don't want none of that. I'm like, I don't want to have a whole crowd that I'm paying all this money to prove mm -hmm. to other people that I love the person that's standing yeah. right next to me. I'm not doing that. Yeah. I don't have to prove nothing to nobody. All I need is me, him, and the pastor to do mm -hmm. what they're going to do. And we marry. We walk down this here aisle. We can save all that money for a down payment on the house and a little bit to go on vacation for our honeymoon. If we want somebody for like, you know, um, the reception, I can have my auntie cook food. Like, ain't nobody got time for that. Like, I'm doing all that. For what? Yeah. Like, the, the ones, like the people who like went to the courthouse and got married or just had like a small ceremony with just them and the pastor, their marriages lasted longer than the people who actually had this full-blown wedding. Like my uncle, my aunt and uncle have been together over 50 years. Yeah. And he still love, he still look and love her the same. And I've never heard him raise his voice at her. Never. He he don't care how mad she get. He's there, he's always been this like just very temperamental and all of that. He's never raised his voice at her. He's always okay. respected her as a woman, respected her as his partner forever, and she does the same. Yeah. And I think that that's what's missing in the marriages today. People are so quick to just be about themselves and what they mm -hmm. want for themselves and, and failing to realize that when you're in a marriage, it ain't, it ain't just about you anymore. Mm -hmm. you, have to, you have to take on how your partner feel, what they believe, are your uh, are y'all do y'all even believe in the same thing? Exactly. Yeah. Unequally. Because you got some people that's unequally yoked as hell. And they got together because people say they look cute together. They arguing every day. Then they have a baby. Now you got this unequally yoked babies and all this whole family unit is just full of trauma. <laughs> Yeah. that you're trying to fix so, so yeah like all of this just been a conversation yeah. from the beginning yeah, yeah. so all right.
gotta be careful. I think, I think we should do this. So, if you are not married longer than five years, I think you should pay back the caterer, the wedding planner, <laughs> the floor. Cause they waste that time. You get what I'm saying? Yes, like you wasted my time for my dress, my hair, and my makeup. And I, I want my like, money back. Since I had to put up with your attitude, with your crooked eyebrows, and you're not even going to say no. I, no, I need my money back. Mm -hmm. Let me ask this question: Can anybody name a wedding in the Bible? You can. No. I only, I only, I only named one, and that's when Jesus turned the water into wine. I don't even know who got married. We just know it was wedding. All right. <laughs> that's it. Adam and Eve, it was about a man who gave his rib to complete his woman. And that yeah, was they, it. No, they definitely, no, they didn't even, no, they definitely didn't get married. No, laying down with somebody was actual marriage. Was, yep. They were, yeah, they weren't even allowed to touch each other. No. Like, mm -mm. Nope. So, yeah. Actual intimacy. So, you know. Yeah. And it's like, even in, because, like, I made a goal to read the entire Bible plus the Apocrypha and all of that. Like even in certain parts of the Bible, even if the couple were engaged, they mm -hmm. were considered married, married in the eyes of everyone because they are together. They are about to go ahead and jump the broom. We won't have a date yet, but they, they go, they getting there. Yeah. Shameless plug. That's what I do on TikTok. I debunk the Bible from its lies and truths and its infiltration also. So, I'm gonna have to follow you. I like yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, make sure y'all go check out and check out. I'm not sure if oh, I do have it written down. It's uh Poetry Rose 42. Yeah. Poetry Rose 42. Make sure you guys go check that out. Oh uh, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm all about, I'm all about giving you guys the platform. Right, because it's good to talk to other women that that do the same thing because nowadays they're so close-minded, like if you're not talking about Nicki Minaj, if you're not talking about Cardi B, like, right, right. I don't want to talk. Then people get mad at me, like, I don't want to talk to you about that. Like, my cousin, she, when I say she worshiped Nicki Minaj, like, I can't even go to your page. Yeah. That's not, like, I'm not idolizing no other woman. Like, thank you. I'm not. I, I can't do it. Who promotes herself with, no, I'm, no. When people talk I, about I celebrities or like who's dating who or what, whatever. I happens. don't care. Like, what this Taylor Swift. There are certain things that, like, I don't care. Like, I'm just trying to figure like, out. I'll, I'll, she's not I'll the only one that dated a little... football player. Like, she's not the only right. one that dated a football player. Why these people spending their mortgage on Beyonce tickets? Yes, yeah. why? You went to see Beyonce, night, but not you homeless. I got it. Make it make sense. Dude is so <laughs> mentally ill right now. Think about this. She is having her, her daughter has no life at this age. And y'all are promoting this. You see her dancing and say, when did she have a, when did she go to school? Yeah. Like, and did you promote it? Hey, Blue, like, ain't no one is saying, like, why is this little girl touring? The worst, part is, that, the worst part is that kids are copying oh, Cardi B and and Megan Thee Stallion. And, it, it's not, and then they're going to school like that. And it's just, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they promote it. They promote that stuff to our kids. Yes. But when you see them on live and their kids come in the room and they playing their music, they turn it off because yeah, they don't want their children quick. listening to their music, but they want our children to listen to it and be tainted. Uh, I got a problem with that. That's going to be a post that I'm going to do after I'm done with this. I, I'm, I'm going to do the three poems and I always post my intellect. And mm. 
the old age celebrity versus the new age celebrity. Exactly. The new age celebrity, everybody knows about Keith Lee and stuff like that. He's actually yes. helping out his community and things of that nature. While the old age celebrities, they're just influencing our community negatively. Mm-hmm. Well, that that's that's going to be something I discuss. <laughs> you know, I definitely have to watch this. So I'm gonna have to definitely link right. up. Make sure you guys push that Celebrity, it's just time for who actually want to build up their community, not destroy it and for profit. So, yep. yeah. Well, thank you for being out here, speaking the truth and speaking the truth. Um, we are, we are, uh, I love the conversation, but we are going to move on to our next artist and um, see what she has to talk about. Um, and that would be um, you, Kenya. And I'm just going to uh, play your flyer real quick. And uh, then we can, Get going on the, the poetry and the talking. This is Kenya the Songbird. Uh, first of all, I apologize about that audio. I tried to clean it up uh, as best as I could, um, but that was fantastic. Um, oh, thank, thank you for that. You. <laughs> um, as you guys saw on her flyer, um, she is a poet and a singer. Um, she has a collection of poetry out right now called um, Bird Songs or Birdie Songs. Yes. Um, it's spelled with a Y, um, just like in your name um, there. And uh, you guys can find that on a lot of places. Amazon, eBay, Walmart, uh, Rose Dog Bookstore, Google Books, um, and Barnes and & Noble. And she's got a couple of songs out right now that she wants to promote. Um, one is titled Music it, uh, Is You. Featuring Simi Hendrix, am I saying that right? Okay, um, and that and music is spelled uh, M U S I Q, um, and then U is spelled Y U, um, and then the other one, and that's on all streaming platforms. And then the other one is called Submerge, correct? And that came out uh, October 29th. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so yeah, you want to uh, tell us a little bit? about yourself other than what I just, what I read and, <laughs> and what you got going on? Um, well, of course, I am Kenya the Songbird. I am from Birmingham, Alabama. I am a singer, songwriter, spoken word artist. I am um, one of the members of a poetry collective called the Honey Dripper Poetry Collective, 
we are talented in all genres of poetry, but we are very, very specially, brilliantly filthy and beautifully dope in sensual and erotic poetry. So, yeah, I like to write poetry, short stories, songs. You know what I mean? I write it. <laughs> That's awesome. It's kind of a jack of all trades. Yes. I try to. I try to I try to dabble in a little bit of everything too. Um, I I don't write much erotic, but or love poetry. I have a few, and I always say this that I like they're tucked away. And I sh actually shared like I think for the first time ever a couple weeks ago I shared um, one one of my love poems for the first time. Uh, but yeah, I mean I, I write I write fiction and poetry and then rap, which kind of blends in with my poetry. And so yeah, I. I, I do a little bit of everything, so I appreciate oh, another another jack of all trades. And I've heard I've I've heard you sing before, and I've heard your poetry before, and I just want to say you are fantastic. And I've been oh, wanting to have you on so long, and I'm so glad the schedule finally worked out. Yes, because <laughs> it was it had been bananas for the last like month or two. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Trust me, I understand. Things have been hectic on my end too. I get it, but it's good yes. to finally have you on. Thank you for coming on. Um, what's the first piece you're going to be sharing with us tonight? Uh, this first piece I like to call um, Annie. And this piece is a um, one of the installments to um, my presentation that I did last week on Clubhouse. It's called Ladies of the Moonwalker. And it highlights... 10 ladies that were either leading ladies of Michael Jackson's songs or um, were married or lovers um, with Michael Jackson. So I had the opportunity to write 10 pieces for 10 different ladies ranging from the 1970s to the early 2000s. So this uh, piece is about Annie from um, the song Smooth Criminal. Ooh, all right. Cool. I'll drop <laughs> so, myself out here. Let's hear it. All right. Um, let me get the music. My name is Annie Granger. You may not know me, but, well, let's just get into it. I met my husband back when we were in grade school. Local tomboy in the neighborhood, and he treated me as such. Riding bikes, jumping rope, and buying candy at Michael's Candy Store was life. Your mama so fat turned into, damn, your acne cured a really good cutie teenage love affair. Not a typical girl that spilled over flowers, candy, and nightingales. More so bowling and rollerblading. But at our 13-year anniversary, things changed. My tomboy persona became too manly for him. Coming home late from work with lipstick on collar and artificial pheromones not belonging to me. 
questioning his love. He told me that it was my lipstick knowing damn well I don't even wear that shade. Hell, I don't even wear lipstick. Justifying his actions by the bacon he brought home every week. The audacity. Hmm. Found myself following him in my car one night just to see where he played hopscotch and engulf fantasies. Taking up space at a bar with an oval body shaped bitch with only a dash of hair. Cheeks red, blood boiling, I had to get my lick back. Attire being just like the women he cheated on me with and sharing my flower to any bee that would sting me. <laughs> he came home one night drunk as Cooter Brown and me folded like a pretzel. Dude ran out the house half naked while my ass was left fumbling trying to put on my night robe. Passionate words flew as he struck me. I love you, silence with bitch, I'ma kill you as he squeezed the breath out of my body. So I had to defend myself, hitting his cranium with anything in reach. I hit him too hard. I mean, I killed him, but God, I didn't mean to. I only wanted to kill his ego. Now I'm sitting in a slammer trying to figure out where did my freedom go? Local businessman, Gregory Granger, slain by his cheating wife. Funny, nobody asked me, was I okay? Annie, and that's that piece. <laughs> Shit, that was powerful. And my favorite thing about it was just like how much of like a, a an acting performance it was. Like you like slipping oh, sl slipping into a whole character there. Like <laughs> I, I I say this all the time. Like it takes talent to not only write like a poem and have it be a, a a sensible story with a beginning middle and end but then like to perform it and with all the emotion and you know the especially your facial expressions like that you're you should be an actress that is fantastic uh, oh, thank I you that. i actually was in um when i was in high school i actually was in a youth ensemble for the alice steven center in birmingham so we had the opportunity to meet of Queen Latifah, uh, Blind Boys of Alabama, just a whole bunch of celebrities, and we got to perform on stage. So that was pretty big. That's for me. awesome. <laughs> and I real and I also really like how you took like a very popular, you know, pop culture song and and kind of you know developed your own like story story with with I mean with like solid solid story beats and everything. Like it was a it was a complete story in and of itself as well as a as well as a spoken word poem so it's uh that's that's amazing uh thank you for sharing that with us um i'm gonna i'm gonna bring um our other two uh ladies up here and see what they have to say about it 
It was absolutely beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I never. Who is Annie Granger? Like, I'm gonna look that up after. <laughs> um. Like, well, <laughs> well, we just know that, like, in the in the song, he said, "Annie, are you okay? Are you okay, Annie?" And I'm just like, there is like, who the heck is Annie? She needs a story. Who like who hit her? I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna make her a story, and I'm gonna like, I'm just gonna go and wherever my imagination took me <laughs> and that's where it took me <laughs> okay okay so you know okay. i had like her as this tomboy from gary indiana she had her husband greg they've been knowing each other since they were younger and they knew michael and all of that stuff and i just like remember love- like the movie and stuff of uh american dream where michael was trying to sell candy make a candy store and he's gonna sell it for a nickel and he only paid a nickel for the candy so he wouldn't, wouldn't go make no money so i just kind of tied all of that together and made this story <laughs> i love that yeah. I love, yeah i love how you did that that was fantastic <laughs> thank you you like, like, do you wait? Like, so you put like so much backstory, and, like, you created characters and developed their backstories and everything. I was like, that's next, <laughs> that's next level writing right there with the poetry. Thank so. you. I had her, I had like, I had 10 ladies total. So I started from the 1970s with Stephanie Mills to the early 2000s with Kashaya with You Rock My World. So from that, I had 10 different pieces for 10 different ladies and some of the pieces were actually based on true events so some of the stories were true some of them was just my imagination <laughs> so it was fun <laughs> yeah that sounds like a great project uh yeah. <laughs> you know what i was sitting there thinking anything for my man one of those shows that be coming on Cause that's how you made me feel. Cause I was sitting there watching, like, what happened? I'm like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like I'm sitting there, like, that's how I was thinking I was getting itch. I'm like, wait a minute, it's just like something you would see. I'm like, okay, all right, she's telling the story. So now I'm waiting for the police to click in and be like, well, on this day with the little yellow tape, like, and you know what? You're absolutely right. Don't nobody ask the woman, are they okay? You're absolutely right. They never do. Like, she was just kind of thrown in a slammer. And with her husband being this, you know, famous man, Mm -hmm. nobody cared about her. Mm. Poor Annie. She is not okay. (laughs) She was hit by a smooth criminal. And And he was definitely bad. And who's bad? That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I have a um, I have a piece that I did. Um, that's that's I don't know if you ever heard the song "The Devil Went ba- Down to Georgia," yeah. Um, but it's it's based off of that, and it's called "The Devil Went Back to Georgia," and basically it's about how um, the the golden fiddle, which represents fame and fortune, um, and which can come with drug addiction and all sorts of things like that, um, or just addiction to money. Um, kind of ruined Johnny's life. And so in the end, uh, the devil ended up getting the soul that he went down there to get in the first place. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I like when I like, and I've had a bunch of artists on here who take like uh, TV shows or like popular books or popular, uh, popular stories. Um, like, 
the Wizard of Oz, for example, um, and they turn it, they like they write their own thing and they turn it into their own. Uh, I love when an artist does that. That is one of my favorite techniques at, as an artist. And I love, and I love when I'm able to do it too. So thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, again, make sure you guys go check out her book um, on Amazon and pretty much everywhere else. Um, and her two songs, "Music Is You" and uh, "Submerge." Yes, "Submerge." Um, and um, we will catch you again in a few minutes for your next piece. All right, um, that brings us to our third artist. Uh, her name is Neela McSwain. Am I pronouncing that correctly? That is correct, yes. All right, um, she's a poet. Uh, you can find her on TikTok, um, which she's she's talked a little bit about. Which I'm sure she'll talk more about it. Um, you can find her TikTok, Poetry Rose 42 um, or you can find her on Instagram at Poetry Rose one and on Facebook at um, Neela McSwain. Yeah. Um, and uh, just real quick, I made you this cool flyer, so I'll just play it real quick. Okay. So I took the time to make it. <laughs> <laughs> this poem is called Symphony. The orchestra is brewing me. It's been happening for years. Why is the destiny I'm in? Can't pretend I know why. I wish for the die, for the revival to come. I am the one who believes so true. Don't know why the you, but I have come. So let the strings play. I am the horns. Let the drums beat. It's the rhythm in my feet. He, she, full female with male sensibilities. Elohim. She is harmony, the falsetto in the air. Is she aware? No, she just beats on through. She's the hip hop in you. The poetry you speak, spoken words on repeat. She is the me. The awakening is happening. All we see, God was always a. <laughs> I like that piece, and I like how you ended it, too. Yeah, just like on, on that note. That I like that. That was fantastic. Um, so besides what I've already mentioned, you want or and what you've already talked about, or you want to talk about it some more? Just tell us a little um, bit about yourself and and what you do. Well, poetry is my um, passion. I love poetry, but writing is my actual passion. Um, I also write movies. I do write music. Um, my dream was always to enter into Hollywood. Um, uh, on my TikTok page, not only do I discuss and have my poetry written, like I said, I debunk the Bible. I also um, intertwine and talk about schizophrenia. I'm an advocate for mental health. Um, I show people that that's also in the Bible, too. Um, I'm just a different fish. I'm a different take on the black movement. I'm a different take on the opinions of the world and our community and things of that nature. And I'm an advocate for intelligent women who know who they are and are forced to be reckoned with. So yeah, I'm just a different take. I, I have different ideas, different things. Um, I, I stick with poetry because that's the thing you can always do for free. <laughs> uh, but you know, there, there's another journey behind me. So I think uh, I think we need more of that. I think we need more fresh perspectives. And one thing I wanted to say earlier when you brought up the topic is I, something I've always said is the I have nothing against any religion at, at, and its core values. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. 
the Bible and every other religious scripture was written by humans and humans have agendas. And what, and that, that's, that's not, that says nothing about God or, you know, spirituality or whatever you believe in that that's down to humans being assholes. And, and so they were all written by humans with agendas. And then you, of course you have the old Testament, which was written in ain't for billion or not billions, but, hundreds and thousands of years ago in um ancient hebrew and then translated and then it got completely rewritten by king james and he had his own agenda about witches and all that and so yeah it's 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 been the same thing with i mean even the dictionary the webster dictionary gets rewritten over and over and over again and now we got like words that I've never even I've never even heard of until like I heard them from some teenager in the gas station or whatever you know what I mean yeah. that are in the Webster dictionary now yeah but yeah yeah humans humans have agendas and that's, that's really everything you just said is exactly what I reveal on my page the agenda filled in the actual Bible the actual agenda that it's also masonry it's also witchcraft it's also enemies of old it's also about destructive against um, the true righteous of the earth. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty deep. I'm a different fish. Therefore it's a different take. It's not the take everybody likes. It, it really isn't. Um, I also have a, a post right now up there talking about the fear mongering of being anti-Semitic. Uh, it's talking about the Palestine and how, if you're God's people, what are, why are you being destructive? Why are you being, um, oppressive and oppressed people wouldn't oppress people. So I'm I'm not afraid to say anti-Semitic and yeah. I'm not afraid to say, look at that community. And is that righteous or unrighteous? I'm not afraid to say it. Yeah, no, so, I mean, oh, I've, I've always I've always thought that um, a lot of a lot of uh, religious, not not pe- not just anyone who's religious, but like the religious nuts. We, you know, we, we all know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they are hypocrites a lot of the time and they'll preach about, um, you know, forgiveness and accepting everybody equally, but just not gay people just like not, you know what I mean? And then there's just like then exceptions. And there's like, well, if you're preaching about equality, there can't be exceptions. There's no exceptions to the rule. It has to be everything or nothing. You can't be, you can't be in the middle and just pick out, who you want to include in the equality thing. Equality means everything. I talk about that too. Yeah. I out even, um, I have a post where it's about, um, cause I, I work in mental health. That's what I work in. I'm a certified nursing assistant. I work in mental health. So I see the abuse of that community. And a lot of the air that's going on is, Oh, hurt people, hurt people. Well, let's look at that community. If somebody was molested, and they don't know that they are gay or they were molested by someone of the same sex. And then all of a sudden they say, oh, well, I'm gay, but you didn't heal the trauma to know that if you're gay, are you really gay? So I talk about defending the abused, not just giving them a community to wave a flag and be okay, but a a community where are you healing the trauma first so you can identify as what you want to identify as or your truth? Or are you just going along with, other abused people that's fantastic i love that you have that platform yeah and that's and that and that you're out here doing that and 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 doing that for people and speaking your truth and and in ways that people might not want to hear because we need more of that 
Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, let's let's get to your first piece. Uh, what, what's your first piece going to be tonight? My first piece is called Love Is. Love Is. All yeah. right. Let's, uh, let's find out what love is. <laughs> this poem is called Love Is. The existence that fuels the world, but is the most rejected element. Without love, you have chaos. As organized as it is, it's still just disarray, but it's called society. Yet what everyone claims they want is love. Society is craving what they are systematically are taught to reject. So chaos is teaching the world destruction while love burns in hell, which is this society who screams for her yet reject her in every sense. Love, eternal flame, full of hope, honor, empathy, pride, confidence, nurturing spirit who will forever shine. Even when locked up in a box, her light is pure. So chaos can only do what it's born to do. Die from the purest of light. Pure, unadulterated love. Because love conquers all. That poem is called Love Is. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, one line, one of my... One line that I do agree with in the Bible and one of my favorite lines of all is um, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. Um, obviously, I'm paraphrasing, but um, yeah, that it 100%. And I have, I have tried myself to write um, poems about love or like, like I said earlier in this episode, um, you know, I, that's something I struggle with or that I kind of keep to myself or whatever. Um, and it's not because I'm uncomfortable with talking about it. It's more because I have so much to say about it. And I don't know where to start. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's yeah. so much because there's, there's good things. There's bad things. There's, you know what I mean? It, it's, it's chaotic and it's amazing and it's beautiful and it's destructive and it's just everything. You know what I mean? And there's just so much to say about it. So and I'm the type of person who kind of like when I write a piece on something, um, I try to address everything I have to say on the subject in the mm -hmm. piece. And like that would be like like a 13, 14 minute song. Just <laughs> just just like the intro. Just yeah. the intro would be like 13, 14 minutes. And you know what I mean? I get. Yeah. But that is amazing that you were able to like capture the essence of of love in in your words like that um and that was that was beautiful i'm gonna bring uh these other ladies up to see what they thought about it um who would like to go first i just want to say it was awesome Thank and you. it really puts you in a state of mind of realizing that you have to outgrow your own mindset and own something new in order to grow because love don't stay the same. It's like the seasons, and you have to care for it like the season. It might not grow in the summer. That's cool. But guarantee you, fall is coming. What are you going to do those off seasons? So you got to really like put yourself in a mental state like where you want to be at. Huh. I love that. Uh, Kenny, did you have anything you wanted to add? Right. Um. 
That was absolutely amazing. Like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> like it, it, it really makes you want to just kind of have a reality check for yourself <laughs> and debunk all the things that you thought were true when you were younger, and now that you're older, you just like. That was a damn lot. <laughs> Makes you step back and look at that. Hey, like, I really need to regroup. Like, <laughs> I need to go meditate or read a book. So this, this ain't the math, not math. <laughs> Something's off. Yeah. Yes, uh, I absolutely loved it. Very amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. That was an amazing piece. Um, if if no one else has anything else to say, um, we're going to move on to our next piece. Uh, make sure you go check out um, Neela um, on her TikTok at PoetryRose42 and on Instagram at PoetryRose1 and on Facebook at Neela McSwain. And we'll uh, I'll catch you again in a few minutes. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that brings us right back to Poetless. How are you doing? You ready for your next right, piece? There we, there we go. I had to turn my mic off. I mean, turn my mic back on. That's all right. So what's this next piece you're going to be sharing with us? So this next piece is called Jukebox Blues. Okay. Jukebox. And I kind of I got it, the idea from music that we listen to today and how it will put you in a different field. And it's like, we talk about rap, we talk about R&B, this and that, but we never really talk about the blues. And it put me in a state of mind because R&B is just like the band-aid. And they know once you rip that band-aid off, you have to deal with the issue. That's the only way that you're going to heal. And that's what blues is, and nobody want to do that. So that's where I kind of got the idea from. Yeah, they. Um, I've always been a big believer um, in the fact that a lot of music, a lot of hip hop music nowadays would not exist mm -hmm. without blues, without classic blues. I mean, for as far as just uh, an, an African American history standpoint, it is one of the first music that really mm -hmm. got popular um, with, with people of that ethnicity. And without that, you know, who knows what would have happened. If we ever would have, if there wasn't, if there wasn't the blues or whatever, we wouldn't, you know, never have NWA. And then, and then, I mean, you know, catapulting off of that, then, you know, like Eminem. And then now we have white artists doing, you know, that, that music and like none of that stuff would have happened. I don't think without if the it blues. Wasn't for the blues. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. All right. Um, I'm going to drop myself out of here and now let's get to, to it. I was told true love lies within a ribbon in the sky, but nowadays my skies have been misty blue. You see, no one ever told me that before I can really understand the true definition of a melody, I have to first go through what it is to be built. You see, before you get to the whole beat, you have to realize it doesn't have to be created. Maybe you need a drum line here, 808 there, a snare here. Maybe you might need to even need a piano. But no one ever really digs deep against the surface for the old jukebox. You say you could put a quarter in that jukebox and it'll tell you exactly how you're supposed to feel at that moment. And I guarantee you, you get the same ideas. 
but somehow we always want to tend to that band-aid of infections that somehow hold us together long enough for that three minutes and 46 seconds just to let us know that we're okay. So why could say you want to wear the band-aid if you're not truly going to heal, but I guess nobody wants the needle spawn over the scars because you see healing is a process, just like making a bead. You see, with the blues, you really had to dig deep into your history in order to know that these feelings are really something that needs to be attended to at the proper time. But no one allows us to really bake the way it's supposed to. Everybody want a microwavable love or affection. Maybe that's why it's so easy just to wrap it up, put a gauze on it, and let it go. But we always have to go back to the jukebox. That's the one unforgiving soul where everybody tends to go to because, you see, with the blues, you really know what you're crying for. You can really know why your heart beats and stop. You can really say, I really love that person that I'm with because y'all been through the trenches together. I'm not talking about just because the money is right and y'all looking good on Instagram and just because he got your profile pic right. I'm talking about when everything goes wrong, when you don't know you're up from you're down, he feeling less of a man and you feel like you're going to lose your crown. That's the blues that I'm talking about when y'all can pull two together and sleep hand by hand, side by side, and say, we did that together. Not at the end of the song, you go to the next and the next and the next. So that's what happens when you have that R&B rhythm. It never tends to stay because it's only a one-hit wonder. Yet the blues, you can continue going back and give you that same feeling. You just got to dust it off a little bit, but I guarantee you, it'll cover you through any weather. I think I'm going to stick with the blues in peace. That was awesome. I love, I think I've told you this before, but I love how you use metaphors um, and, and you, and you paint such a picture and like, um, you know, tell a story with your words. Um, but yeah, th- did you, did you say microwavable love? Mm-hmm. I, I love that. <laughs> I fucking love that. That was fan fucking tastic. <laughs> Everybody wants a microwavable love. I was like, God damn, I never heard it phrased quite that way, but they do, don't they? The whole the whole the thing that I say. Easy fucking Exactly. So the whole phrase This is what I got when I was talking to my great grandmother before she passed. She always told me that you never want nothing quick. So how I took it, I said everybody want a microwavable love but want the oven roasted affection. You know what? That's you can't get that in three minutes and fifty four seconds. You gotta like, I... think about this. Have you ever seen your grandmother take a tur- turkey out the oven after three minutes or 45 minutes to say it's done? She let that thing cook overnight sometimes. Some things just progress, right? right and right. you can actually sit at that table and say, you really put your heart and soul into this. Right. Now, you put something yeah. in the microwave, that might hold you over for right then and then. you be like, Man, I want something else. Right. Too yeah, quick. No, it's, yeah, and, and also, like, I find, and, and, and it's always like this, a home-cooked meal is always going to be better because it's made by somebody that you love and care about and mm-hmm. your, you know, your mom or your wife or whatever will always tell you, oh, oh I, you know, I put, I sprinkled my love in there or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, oh, you I know, for my mom, it was usually a piece of her hair. Um, and that was <laughs> because that's what happens when you're making food. But, uh, you know, she, you know, it was, uh, she'd always say, I'm, I put my love into it and you could feel it when you ate it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It makes you feel mm-hmm. more full, more content. And it's also, you know, being in the environment or whatever. And, you know, absolutely. It's it's like so much a, a, a grab and go relationship is, exactly. just, is it's not how you want to live your life. And it's going to, 
it make you feel depleted and hungry for more in yep. life. And it's going to make you want more out of life. Exactly. 100%. I love, I love that metaphor. Um, I'm going to bring these lovely ladies up here, see what they got to say. <laughs> I have a, a cousin who, uh, she was in a relationship with a guy and, you know, it wasn't a very good relationship. It was a microwavable relationship and mm -hmm. to me. And she told me, she said, why is it that I'm in this relationship, but I'm craving someone else? Like I'm craving another relationship. I'm craving my truth, but you're settling for this just to say you're in a relationship. So that poem was, it, it, it hits home. I, I like the blues too. I feel the blues are the truth and everything else is the lie. <laughs> so yeah, I love that. Yes, this, this piece here, it, <laughs> um, I think a lot of times, not just like the microwavable relationships, but the relationships where people are together and you realize that they're together for the kids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they are unhappy for so many years until the kids get grown and then they divorce and then the children trying to figure out what happened. Mm -hmm. Y'all seem so mm -hmm. happy. No, they weren't happy. They were just trying to tough it out until <laughs> y'all got older and got out the house. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> um, and I, Yeah, I, I found myself like in a past relationship after I had my son, I'm like, I don't want my relationship to be where, you know, we can't, you know, toughen it out. We have a child trying to, you know, make things work for the sake of the kid. But that, like, children ain't stupid. <laughs> they, 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 they're... They're smart. They're becoming smarter mm -hmm. and smarter mm -hmm. as as time and life goes on. So before you put yourself in a situation where you're like, oh, it's for the kids. Mm -hmm. I'd rather just go ahead and get out of a relationship and not have my child think that that this type of okay. dynamics between a man and a woman is healthy. Right. You just just go on here and let, and let that go. And that's what I did. And I feel like you told my story a little bit. You didn't have to repeat my business. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the piece. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of our jobs as writers in a way is to sort of, you know, connect with people and sort of speak their stories for them. Um, and sort of like, you know, being able to, as an audience member, being able to see yourself in the pages, like, you know, that writer did something correct. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If, if, the, if you can see yourself in those pages and it makes you like really feel some kind of, some kind of emotion, um, you know, the writer did something correct. Hey, little buddy. I know. It's like, hi, kitty. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a fantastic piece. Thank you. Yeah, I right. just look at it like this, and this is so crazy because I remember when I was in my 20s, and I used to always tell myself, I don't want this, I don't want that, I don't want this, don't do this, this, I'm, do this. I'm living my life. Okay, I get to my 30s, it's like, hmm, 
that list is starting to get a little short about things I don't want. You know, it's starting to dim down. And now that I hit 40, it's like the one thing that people don't want the most, they needed the most, and that's love. Like, it could be from your friends, I don't care, your brother, sister, it doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, everybody needs it, but everybody feel like if I put my pride down, if I put this wall down, then I'm going to get hurt. But love is not supposed to hurt when you're doing it right. Like, everybody's in survival mode. Mm-hmm. Love is... um. Love wouldn't cause hurt. Love wouldn't exactly. cause pain. Love was exactly. wouldn't cause those things. When you love somebody, all that trauma stuff that you hear isn't is non-existent in a relationship because you guys love each other. Love that doesn't, doesn't mean, make excuses, right? It doesn't mean there aren't going to be tough times, but tough times you guys are still going to love each other through it. So they're not that tough. And most exactly. of the time, in this world, tough times are just financial. So exactly. you know, so, yeah. you know, when those and, things and- are. Just, Without without things are like, I'm just seeing more and more like how, and it's not just, you know, romantic relationships, but all everybody's relationships are being strained, you know, Mm -hmm. brothers and friends and, and, and mothers and fathers, everybody's relationships is just being strained because of money right now, because things are so like, things have gone up so much. Um, And it's, yeah, it's, it's really, really tough. And uh, that, and and people let that affect their own relationship. And like you were talking about earlier, I, you got to forget about all the other stuff. I don't care about this or that or whatever. I need to make time for you and build our foundation. So we're steady. So if everything else collapses, we stay solid. You have to build you your know? own society. Build yeah. your own yeah. society. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think so many people are just, scared to say that's not right because I've been case in point I was sitting there looking at the list of places men shouldn't take females then I had seen a video with the girl like he took me to the cheesecake bag first of all I'm gonna tell you this right now I like to eat so you can take me to Burger King as long as I get my dad going crown to make me feel like a queen when I leave out there because I okay. ate my whole wok yes. and my fish fries yes. and you better hold my hand like I'm royalty too when we leave out of Burger King do you hear me we <laughs> I'm trying to figure out about this this cheesecake factory because I like the cheesecake factory because they got this white chocolate macadamia cheesecake that well, blessed honey, my whole soul. Don't I don't understand don't. her. It was terrible. <laughs> well, I think I call it the Beyonce Jay Z effect, where oh, girls man. are taking on the persona of Beyonce, but Beyonce sells out stadiums. Okay, Beyonce's worth a billy. Jay-Z is a businessman worth ability. So you have to know your lane, your level, and who you are. Just because you dance into the music, that doesn't mean you her. You know what, though? I will, I, I will say this. If if Jay, if uh, Beyonce was working at McDonald's, she wasn't rich, she wasn't a famous singer, she could definitely still pull Jay-Z a famous rapper businessman. But if the tables were turned, if Jay-Z worked at Burger King, ain't no movie. way he's pulling Beyonce. I got no, it's not happening. I actually got a video about that. I was like, well, because I work with the elderly, so I work with the greater generation. And mm-hmm. that greater generation, they worked at, you know, base jobs, factories, and things of that nature. But the men invested well. 
So it's mm -hmm. about the quality of the woman. If you see that man, he working at Burger King, he can work at Burger King. He has a stable job. He has a car. He has an apartment. He has everything he needs. That doesn't mean he's not a valued man. This world, exactly. yeah, they talk about that crap. But he could be just as valued as a Burger King worker. He could have a million dollar portfolio for all you know. You know, just he may just like to flip burgers. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that could be his thing. So yeah. it's, it's the narrative nowadays where people want to live through the celebrity status, but they don't realize, honey, you're not the celebrity. And that's not devaluing you saying, oh, you nothing. You're just as valued. You understand. But you got to look for somebody who's mentally valued just like you. Not exactly. financially, you know, financial, that's nothing. They could go broke tomorrow. But exactly. Still what you going to do Beyonce, after that? They would it's still broke. be Jay-Z and Beyonce if they went broke tomorrow. Just the same. They would have to know their value. <laughs> you right. understand? So it's a mentality. Yeah. You yeah, know no, what, I, yeah, no, I, feel, I feel like a lot of, a lot of the time it is about like, uh, uh, what, what, what are you bringing to the table versus... Yeah you know, how, how can we support each other? You know, not just financially, but mentally and physically, how can we support each other? Not just, you know, okay, what do you, what do you bring to the table? Like this is a business meeting. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's not a business meeting. It's right. a girl on uh, TikTok. She was saying, um, well, I have my hair done and he wanted to uh, bring me around his friends and his family, you know, to show me off. And I'm like, wait a second, I'm old school. I'm a generation X. Okay. They don't bring you around your family, they family, to show you off like a dolly. They bring you around they family to see if you're quality. If all you are is that wig, that makeup, and that outfit, and they say, yeah, she ain't worth nothing, then that's how you're going to get treated. You understand? They bring you around for your value. And she ended her take with, oh, well, so you need to pay for that. And I was like, right there, you just showed you ain't nothing before the streets. You're, you're nothing. It don't matter how beautiful you are. If your mouthpiece, your brain aren't worth anything, no man wants you. It's just what it is. Men yeah. do value intelligent women. They invalue intelligent women. They do. Quality men. It's crazy because as soon as I seen it, I forgot the lady's name. I'm so mad at myself. But she went, I think, even a year or two years as a man. Not because that's what she wanted to be, but just to do, uh, like, a mental, like, reaction of it. Mm -hmm. So the whole time she was going after the man, you know, she was in relationships and stuff. But she said the whole time that she was the man, it was, like, more demanding. She was like, she never asked how she felt. She never felt wanted in the relationship. She always felt like the ATM or the, the main provider, but... Yeah. When it came down, down to her telling her mate, like, look, you know, I lost, she was like, she told him that she had lost her job, but she got put out. The spouse put her out. She was like, if I was a woman, what would have happened if that was it? And she wrote a book about it. And a lot of the women got mad about it because it was like, well, how can you do that? You're telling men I'm secret. She was like, it's not that. I'm trying to save your relationship. She said, do doing this. Her marriage lasted an extra 10 years before her husband passed because she did that experiment because she really dig deep. Like, when's the last time I really asked him, like, mentally, how were you feeling when you come home from work? Yeah. You got to like, be. Like, not only that. Like, <laughs> everybody goes out on this first day. I never hear. Like, the one said, oh, he did this, he did that. The date was awesome. But I never hear her say, I'm going to take him out on the second date, the second date only. I think it's fair because if he can 
spend all of this money to wind it down you won't you do the same thing like oh right, well, i could do that too i could show you you're just as worth me putting invested in you as you did to me on the first yeah, place and me. i appreciate it. he needs but, to be courted too flat out he needs exactly. to be courted too. he needs his emotions met also and it's not just sex it's every, just human, every human does yeah, absolutely just um I believe uh, that brings us back to Kenya. Am I correct? Yes. For a second piece? Okay. Um, I'm going to drop you guys down real quick. And um, Kenya, what is the second piece you're sharing with us tonight? This piece is called Ready for Love. It is uh, inspired by, of course, India uh yes, ready for love. Mm-hmm. And I was just um, listening to that on the radio the other like oh, earlier really? on the way to work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um I wrote this piece, even though it is a love piece, I wrote it in the middle of heartbreak. Hmm. Irony. Some of the <laughs> yeah, some of the best pieces are, you know, the exact the, the exact opposite are just ironic, yeah. Yes. All right. Well, we are ready for ready for love. Awesome. Thank you. (laughs) I am ready for love. Why are you hiding from me? How quickly. Give my freedom to be held in your captivity. I turned 33 in November. And after all of my accomplishments, I just want that one thing to love someone with every penny of my thoughts. Nurture me like the first latch between a child and a mother. Honor me with a crown of purple rain while heavenly children play harps of adoration. Music emerging from me that's more beautiful than morning star before his fall from grace. Engulf your ether into mine and we travel in all rays of time and not care who sees our spirits float. We tightrope between space and time, ethos align in realms and nirvana. Memories faded of all of my childhood trauma, but please don't crucify my spirit. Nailing my insecurities to my heart. Instead, creating me new songs of ecstasy, intimacy, guidance, and protection. True love being the reflection of us. Be selfish and selfless with me. Love is me. And love is you. Love is us ordained by the creator. Isn't it amazing? Us being designed to love each other in spirit and in truth reminds me how I saw love in my youth. The happily ever after of Disney has become reality with you. 
It's not perfect, but it's worth it. Even on days where we want to make each other invisible, we can never go through the absence of love. And we shall return it back to each other. And tell me what is enough to prove I am ready for love. That's the peace. What's that? That's that. That's that. Like blues feeling he was talking about earlier. That yes. I love your voice. I love your voice. Oh, thank you. And, and not not just your singing voice, but your poetry voice too. That was beautiful. And you guys are like able to speak about love in your poetry in a way that I'm not. Like I said, I'm not often able to, and just so fun, somehow find the words for something that has no words that yes i can even come close to describing it that is amazing and wonderful and beautiful and i am just blown away <laughs> that was fantastic and again i love oh. that it was based off of another uh popular pop culture song yes so uh, and i was just listening to it that uh, the other day or earlier today so, <laughs> yeah that's awesome something. yeah <laughs> I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna bring these ladies up here, see what they got to say to you. Absolutely beautiful. I um I, I I hide my singing voice um because I'm shy. Technically, I'm shy, but um so <laughs> I it. That's funny, but um I do have a song. It's like Mother Nature, and it's kind of like that. So I was like, oh okay, I'm familiar with that style. So I I thought it was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I love it. It's like singing, but the poetic side of it. I'm not sure how to, you know, perform it or whatever, but yeah, I loved it. I loved it, girl. <laughs> thank you. Thank yeah. you. So that beautiful. was fantastic. Yeah. My singing voice hides from me, so we want two <laughs> different levels. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. That's that's where that's where I'm at. I got zero. I can rap, but that's about it. That's about it. I will give you a quick hum, and after that, send me on my way. <laughs> I can hold a melody, or if you like, clap your hands. I can like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, but no, I feel you. I understand. Yeah, she is so talented. That was awesome. Thank you. Oh, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, anything else? Anybody else wants to say? Um, to Kenya. All right. Um, well, uh, I'm, that brings us back to Mila for her second piece. And then, um, I, oh, Jesus, I clicked on the wrong thing. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. There we go. Um, yeah. Uh, you guys have been so amazing tonight. And uh, I, I usually only do one piece, but I'm actually going to do two tonight because I wanted to pull out that uh, that love piece I was talking about, uh, so I'll, I'll do that one for you after after you're done. But what's the uh, piece you're going to be sharing with us? Um, this one was called is called "Women of No Protection." Um, All right. It, during a time where I was, um, you know, studying the whole Hebrew Israelite religious theory, and it just it sparked it. <laughs> so. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, 
I'll drop myself out of here and let, let's hear it. Okay, this poem is called Women of No Protection. Now that the war is here, I'm still your bitch. The one you won't give a hand to while we both in this ditch. When you're the motherfucking reason I'm in this mess. You got me raped, molested, kids slaughtered for other nation skirts and dresses. You're dancing and singing proudly like a good little coon while my ass has to watch what you've reduced us to. You yelling, fuck that angry black bitch. You the loudest in the crowd. Like we both ain't offended when they kill a nigga all proud. See, I'm a real daughter of Z and you done pissed me off cause ain't one from my steed would fuck with y'all. Talking all boldly with other nations in your bed when the 144 would have your motherfucking heads. It's war, bitch. You're supposed to preach our unity, not sit and point fingers about what this world did to me. Everything I am, I can lay at your feet. You the dumbass who was supposed to lead me. See, I have to deal when you wanted to go and play. Still have to wake up to go on with my day. Can't even shed two tears over infidelities you did because I still have to wake up and take care of your kids. Have to be and stay strong. Can't show shines of vulnerability while you walk around taking no accountability. Your people are destroyed. Well, we at that date. Just know we were warned in Luke 23, 28. Our king said to watch out for your future men. They will up a hoe over a woman who wants your name and kid. They'll turn blind to your sorrow and all of your pains. Then up a cum bucket and give her a ring. Marry a lesser vessel who will never lip up to. That woman you down, but you came on through. They will never be the woman who got you the covenant, which is the reason Esau hates us, you dumb shit. I see you avoid that story, very dismissive of that fact. What Rebecca did, you don't appreciate that. Don't see she see this kingdom through the black man's eyes. So the black woman's love is something that which can't be denied. It's you who has to hold and find your balls because this battle is here. We ready. How about y'all? I warn you, black man, like these heathens here for me. Stop slandering your women and find common unity because if you don't get her justice, you won't fight for her peace, then it will all be gotten biblically. That poem is called Women of No Protection. <laughs> well, God damn. That was fucking powerful. And that is what I call productive aggression or productive productive anger. Like it had the right amount of like you like you you have the right to be pissed off and you you like express it so well, but in like there's a difference between being angry and sometimes you just like yell idiotic stuff cause just cause you're angry and and then there's when you focus it and you really you can still be clear and concise and get your point across, but you're still get across. You're fucking pissed. Yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, this shit needs to stop fucking happening. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I love, and I love your um, performance voice and how you um, get that across like that emotion and just um, not, not too much emotion, not too little. It was perfect. That was fantastic. Thank you. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. When, when did you write that piece? Um, it was during a time, well, actually, I have it June 8th of 2017. I was, um, uh, I don't know, it was like a, like a spiritual thing, spiritual awakening that was happening. And, um, you know, it kind of led you back to the Bible, start reading the Bible and things of that nature. And, you know, I studied, I study all. <laughs> I don't just stick with one. But during that time, I was studying the Hebrew Israelites. And um, I would, these men, they'd be on the corner and they're talking about, you know, raising up our community and, and being, um, you know, raising up black businesses, black intellect, black everything. And then they would down black women in the same breath. So it, 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 it contradicted itself. It's like, wait a yeah. second. 
<laughs> it's like, wait a second. Be hypocrites like we were talking about earlier. Exactly. Like, going to do this or you going to do that. So which one? You can't have it both. So it just, it sparked that poem and that's what came out. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That was fantastic. Oh, I'm going to see what these other ladies have to say about it. Um, who would like to go first? Uh, Kenya? What is the line where you said that I'm upraising your kids? I felt that all in here because I'm like, yes, I ain't slept in four years. <laughs> Damn. Mine's Mine's been 17 since I know the struggle. Um, hallelujah. In five months, you'll be 18. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. You can't show vulnerability. You can't you, be, oh, you think it's over. Yeah. You, you can't be hurt over them cheating. You can't be hurt over them not providing because you still have to put that brave face on for these children that you're raising. You know, Black women don't get the past to, you know, they always say <laughs> strong Black women. Well, guess what? We like to be vulnerable, too. I want to be known mm -hmm. as a black woman. I just want to be known as beautiful. I don't always want to be known as strong. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. you know? We're not supposed to be. Yeah. Really, like you said, in the Bible, we're not supposed to be, if you really think about it. Yeah. Well, like you were saying, like you were saying with with the poem earlier, just like men, how they're always they're always supposed to be strong. You know, every human being has the right to be vulnerable sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, and we need to 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 be able to be strong. We need to be vulnerable sometimes. Yes. You know, we you know we need to be. It's, it's part of being human, no matter who you are, or you know, especially especially if you're raising kids, because then you get less time to yourself mm -hmm. to be vulnerable and have those and have those moments. So. Yeah, one hundred percent, absolutely. Um, did anything? Anybody else have anything they wanted to add? Do you, like this this piece alone? Like, do, do people know how many times a woman, especially a black woman, has cried in the shower because nope. that was the only room in the house that she was able to get peace for twenty to thirty minutes out of the Talk day. About it. Yeah. When she not being bothered with work, being bothered with family and their opinions, being bothered with men who don't do shit, who ain't shit, be bothered with kids who don't sit down or be quiet. It's it's mm. a lot. It's a lot. And then, and then there's <laughs> and then there's of course when they're in the shower and they still knock on the door, mom. Can I get exactly. in with you? Like, Man. Yeah, I need something. Man. Can you take my toy? <laughs> yeah. You know what is so funny? It was a TikTok that I had watched with my niece. It was a couple of weeks ago. And the guy was sitting there. He said, you know what, mothers? I just want to say, and here on out, fathers, I don't care. You can get mad all you want. But I want to apologize. He said, I was sitting there, and me and my wife was on the bed, and the son came in. He said, I'm not doing nothing. No sports is on, no nothing. The whole time, ma. Ma, he said, now my wife, she's on the laptop trying to get some pieces for the house for me, this and that. The son, ma, ma, he was like, come to daddy, come to me. So he was like, after the third month, leave my wife alone. I'm about to call child protective service on you or the police because now you're harassing my wife. And I don't take two times for that. He said, I want everybody to put your kids, lock them up for 24 hours. They don't get no call. They don't get no nothing. I'm tired of it. Leave my wife alone. Come to me. Come to me. Yeah. He was like, a mother. Yeah. 
I apologize, but these little suckers be on y'all. Hell, that was like, thank you. About time somebody know what we go through. <laughs> that part is so many single married women out here. Yeah. Yeah. Like they do everything for these babies and they be the husband be over there sitting enjoying his dinner. I'm over here trying to feed me and mm. feed the baby that don't like nothing, don't like fries, don't like mash, don't like <laughs> shit, but then eat off your plate. And it's the same shit that's on exactly. the exactly. <laughs> exactly. But a smaller, but a smaller portion. Think about that. <laughs> yes, I don't understand. Yeah. It's better than like, yours, of course. It's, yeah, it's better because it's mine. Like, I got you. I'm talking about, I got chicken on my plate. You got chicken. We got beans. We got macaroni. You take two bites of your chicken, but you come up here and, like, oh, my chicken good. Your plate gone. His yep. plate already got cold. And then when you touch his plate, like, it should be selfish. It's your plate and mine. They're selfish. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Make it make sense. When I bring my girlfriend McDonald's, I, I, I leave it out in the kitchen, and then I go in and I whisper in her ear and tell her so that the kid doesn't hear. Because <laughs> so he, it'll, it'll be all in. She, she'll just give it to him because that's, that's how moms are. But it's like, but I'm like, I got you food. It's in the other room. <laughs> Go outside and eat it on the porch. I didn't hear so many snacks doors <laughs> in bags. Because yeah. I've been wanting to have my, I, look, I got my, I, I didn't found my favorite snack and it's called True Fruit. It's these hyper fried, um, freeze dried blueberries. Oh. And it got like white chocolate over the blue. When I tell you, is this snack is like crack? Um, <laughs> that sounds good. I, look, I buy five and six bags every time oh. I get some. Like I, I got my coworkers on it too. Like I got one for my coworkers. She like, oh, you got me some more blueberry crack. Thank you. <laughs> Now my son is saying, now I gotta hide. I'm like, look, I will kill you over my snacks. This is all I got that belongs to me and only me. I don't want to share. That sounds good. I have to look those up. Yeah. I got yeah. wait. Hold the phone. I'm gonna show you. I'm finna go get it. Hold tight. She's gonna show us our blueberries. Yeah. Um and her, her blueberries and um after she does that i'm going to do two pieces because like i was saying uh y'all kind of uh you kind of brought it out in me today i was like i wanted to because this other piece i have it's um i mean i i would say that it's good but it's not in in the same um lane the same topic or is deep or thought provoking um so i'm gonna do two for you tonight after she shows us her awesome blueberries got it okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna try those too because that does sound good. Yes, they don't get the frozen one. These the hyper dried on um, true fruit, the blueberry ones. The strawberry, they okay, but it's too much going on. Blueberry, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's like Jesus in a berry. 
Get you some. Oh. It'll change your life. Praise, <laughs> praise blueberries. That is. You heard it here, folks. Make sure you go check out her book and go to the store and get yourself some freeze-dried blueberries with white chocolate on them because that's where it's at. That's where it's at. All right, guys. So I'm going to drop you guys out of here, and uh, I'm going to do um, one of my pieces, and then we can talk about it, and then I'll do my other piece. Okay. Um, so the first piece I guess I'll do tonight is uh, that love piece that I was talking about. Uh, one of the few love pieces that I've pulled out of the vault. Um, and uh, luckily, unlike Safe at Work that I got locked out of three times yesterday, we don't have to wait eight minutes for this vault to unlock. So this one is called All is Fair in Love and War. <sighs> don't tell me that she broke your heart. Show me the bullet wound you couldn't quite seem to seal close with duct tape and pieces of her torn t-shirt. Don't write a love song talking about how beautiful her eyes looked in the light of the setting sun as you sat on a park bench together holding hands. Sing a war cry that echoes the sound of the bombs going off as you charged into battle together holding hands. Don't complain that she won't answer your phone call. Be thankful that her gun jammed when you argued about what color drapes to hang up and she tried to paint them red with your blood. Don't tell me that you guys are just taking a break. Show me the list of battle strategies you've come up with in the meantime, because that's not makeup she's taking forever to put on for your dates. It's war paint, and that's not a bouquet of flowers in a suit you're wearing. It's a goddamn AK and a ballistic vest. And that's not a bed you're sharing. It's a fucking trench that you just dug yourself deeper into. You don't make love in it. You wage war on each other's souls. Each kiss another unsigned peace treaty. Each thrust of the hips. The advance of yet another wave of troops. Doomed to fall on the battlefield as quickly and absolutely as you fell under her spell. So don't write her a poem telling her you love her. Jump between her and a bullet and let her name be the last thing you utter as you fade into the darkness. Because all is fair in love and war. And this is just a little bit of both. And, um... Thank you very much. I can see you guys. I can see you snapping. Thank you very much. Um, that's just, that's just, a, I wrote that quite a while ago and it's just kind of, um, it's talking about two things. It's talking about the relationship between, like I was talking about earlier, you know, you've got that chaos and you know, it's, it's good, it's bad. And, and it's, it's chaos. Um, but it's also talking about how love is more than just words it's actions, you know, don't, don't, do, you know, don't do this, you know, don't say this or whatever, do this, you know, show, you know, and, and so I was trying to show with, obviously some of them were pretty extreme metaphors, but yeah, I was just trying to show with the metaphors that, um, yeah, love is about actions. Um, but yeah, any questions or comments for me? Beautiful. I'll Thank you. My favorite part, Lynn, when you said take the bullet and let her name be the last one that you uttered. Bullet does have names, and it's so crazy because I'm working on a project called Keep It Under the Assignment, and you know he had two sets of arrows, and that is so crazy that you said that. Oh, I actually, vibe. I actually have another piece uh, um, that I wrote. Uh, I really, I, I, I've. I, a lot of my pieces have that very have that kind of 
vibe where it's the duality between you know love and hate or whatever. And another piece that I have is called love of love of a bullet. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, it's actually it's actually a short. It's like it's like twenty seconds. It it goes. Uh, the love of a bullet resides in the scorn of a lover's eyes, in our enemies in disguise, and a dear friend's heartless lies, in the love that brings demise, and the pain it so contrives. Though with love and violence both are the mistakes that make us wise. And again, it's it's you know it's about talking about with love and violence both. The, those are the mistakes that make us wise, but it's about actions and taking those actions and learning from your mistakes. And you know it's it's all of that. Um, but yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Um, yeah. I always, um, I used to identify uh, my old uh, name before it was Poetry Rose. It was Hathor. And I loved that goddess because she was the goddess of love and war. So I believe love, you know, everybody thinks it's just about intimacy, you know, hug, kisses, patience, and all that. Nah, you know, love is also war. It, it's war too. You know, it's it's a fight. It, it's a, a standard. It's a morale. You know, it, it's all those things. So, you know, it, when you, the bullet, like she said, you know, when you said that, if you love me, take this bullet for me then. And it was just like, you know what? That's just how I feel about the creator. You know, if. Oh, I got a whole new poem. You love the creator, then you going to take whatever bullet he wants you to take for him to show exactly. how so totally i get it i just i loved it i thought it was so beautiful <laughs> thank you thank you uh kenya did you have anything you wanted to say i think i just need to get back trying to date or something i don't know because this love thing is really something like because i don't know we I all got your reels tonight. I'm the same. Yeah, like I'm, I'm in my feelings. Same place, exactly. <laughs> I'm stuck in that same mindset. See? Like seriously, like because it's like I'm I'm very much like introverted now. I'm inside. Like I used like I'm very much convent in my head because I don't have time. But every time I don't went outside lately, I just realized that this gene pool, like this whole. They it's nothing in the streets, exactly. It's 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 not it's it got COVID and buttermilk in it, and I just want to stay inside, but I know I can't find my man in the inside, so I just gotta like maybe stick my toe outside of my like my door and hopefully somebody see it and just be like, Oh, this cute toe, let me go holler at it. I don't know. We can't, be dating with masks. we can't be dating with masks on either. That, like, seriously. That, like, the whole I got is, mask off, they don't have no teeth. Then I got... Like, who gonna... Who, who, who I'm gonna catch a bullet for? Who I'm gonna fall head over heels for? And be secure enough, they gonna catch me when I fall. When I fall in love with them. Like, I, I don't know about this... this, this Dating pool. It's, I might have to stay by myself for a while. Mm -hmm. I want to be outside, but I'm scared because it's. Just... I like. Or I, I'm at the point where I'm like, I just want an organic meeting. I'm not on yes. the internet. I'm not on that. An organic meeting. We you, buy. You, that's you the day. Got a bag of groceries and you just bump into each other on the side of the road. Yeah. Just look yeah, up and it's like, well, it's I'm, gener, no, I'm Gen X. That's how it used to be. We didn't date online and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. It was organic meeting. So you know. 
Yeah. Just what it is. Yeah. That's what I'm waiting yeah. on. The organic meeting. <laughs> they don't have no more because people all when they go outside, they write they head out in their phone. They don't even <laughs> exactly. say hey to you. They like this. They text, they say, what's your Instagram? That's the first thing they say, what's your Instagram? And then people, I get your number, what's your Instagram? Even people in relationships will sit there on their phone. I'm guilty of it. <laughs> exactly. I'm guilty of it, you know? And it doesn't mean you don't love the person. It's just like technology has become like, like consumed our whole lives. Yeah. You know? It really has. Or they always want to ask you for, send me a pic. Send me a exactly. full body pic. Just like, ew. That's you stay crazy. at home. You at home by yourself. <laughs> You got your own place. You got kids. Oh, your back hurt. I I can fix that. No, you uh, can't. No, you can't. You can't fix my back. Hurt. No, I don't want. I don't want you to touch me. Okay. Tell, <laughs> like, them, tell them you're like. You tell them you don't have a body. Tell them it's like attached to a, a robotic machine. You're just a head. You're just right. preserved. You can't. That's not true. That's what them AI is going to be for them AI things that's coming out. I told somebody I was an AI. I went real like I'm a whole catfish. You don't. You don't even much want to see. Oh, now you got to worry about catfishes too online. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I got catfish one time. That was so trash. (laughs) It's rough out there, man. It's rough. It's rough. I'm like. What the, like he sent me a picture of somebody and I'm just like I'm thinking it's him and then next thing you know he like I really started liking you that's really my cousin let me see your real picture and like the real wow. picture he wasn't even bad looking I'm just like so bitch you catfish me you're a liar <laughs> you're a liar like you you're a liar I can't trust you I don't want no parts yeah oh uh, well thank you guys so much for your feedback on that piece. Uh, I'm going to do my second piece here, um, which is uh, it, it's kind of just like a, a therapy for me. Um, it's also a um, mishmash. It's kind of a Frankenstein of a piece. Um, some of you will remember a few weeks ago, um, I was working on it um, or I was working on a piece and I did, you know, kind of just the beginning of it. Um, well, earlier today, I took um, that and couple of the other things I was working on and kind of Frankenstein them together and then wrote a little ending and I was like, it's alive. And so this is that. And um, in honor of the daylight savings hour, that's going to be happening um, very soon for us. And in honor of me working all day and being exhausted, uh, this poem is called I'm tired. Uh, And it goes like this. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of feeling so lost with no map. I'm tired of being so angry and sad. I'm tired of everyone all on my back. I'm tired of feeling so under attack. I'm tired of just being judged by my past. I tried to be good. I don't want to be bad, but the demons I keep, they just scream in my head. I just want to sleep. They say, go ahead. They tell me it's peaceful and cheap if I paint the walls red. And I think I just might. Cause I'm tired of trying to tell what is wrong and what's right. I'm tired of ruining days and then boozing at night. I'm tired of trying to, uh, I'm tired of trying to stop and then losing the fight. This, <clears throat> Sorry. I'm tired of trying to stop and then losing the fight. This noose is a nuisance. I can't tie it tight. I'm tired of tying. I'm just using a knife because I feel so useless. I'm tired of life. I'm tired of trying to find all the clues. I'm tired of trying to fight off the blues. Man, I am so tired. I can't tie a noose. So me and my demons, we put on our shoes, pull up a hood and go walk in the moon. I start to think this is speaking to demons part two. Then I remember it's mid-afternoon. Am I going crazy or am I consumed by the darkness inside? Then I open my eyes and I realize I'm still in my room. 
rolling up green wool and fighting these fiends and these monsters and demons. I keep a screen up and no, I keep a screen up and nobody sees it. Well, I'm using this evil to get these achievements. It's just, it's just fuel I need for me to turn into a beast and go reap all the heathens who tell me it's evil and tell me, oh my God, I am fucking up tonight. It's because I'm tired. <laughs> it's just fuel I need for me to turn into a beast and go reap all the heathens who tell me it's easy because they can't do what I do and they don't want to be me. They want a couple of days and a pair of those Yeezys, but they ain't walked a day in my shoes so they'll never defeat me. But I'm tired of caring about how people see me. There's things underneath un unperceived when you meet me. This mask that I wear, it can be so deceiving. That's why I'm so tired because during the day you might see that I'm beaming, but the demons I keep start screaming, start to scream in the evening and even creep and even start creeping in dreams while I'm sleeping. But there is no way that I ever could leave it because it's evil I need to succeed and to be what I said I could be. And t uh, there is no way that I ever could leave it because evil because it's evil I need to succeed and to be what I said I could be and to reach the, reach to the peak I can see it. God damn it. I fucked that up so hard just because I just wrote it. And I haven't had any time to practice. I'm sorry, guys. But that's that piece. And we're going to see what they thought of that atrocious performance. Sounds like a rap, and you try to perform it as a poem. I was, I was trying, I was trying to take my time on it, and because I haven't had much time to perform it or, or practice it, um, but it, it's it's a it's a work in progress. Um, the the particularly the last um, few lines, um, just because I had just written them, um, and I was and I was kind of trying to go for a certain tempo. Um, but I completely fucked up. It was supposed to be, uh, there is no way I could, that I ever could leave it because it's evil. I need to succeed and to be what I said I could be and to reach to the peak. I can see it, um, which was not what I did. <laughs> oh, it sounds like you're riding a beat. It, it sounds like yeah, I was supposed to be, but I fucked it up. So uh, I, I, I appreciate you guys suffering through that. And um, hopefully was, that's, that's why I kind of, that's why I kind of uh, do this. Is because uh, when I when I perform pieces on here, I can kind of get a feel for them, and then I'll perform them again, and then I can then I'll be ready to put them in a book or an album or whatever. Uh, and it's kind of practice for me to get on here, but I really did think that was gonna go a whole lot better, and I apologize, I got so tongue tied. But from what I was able to get across, what did you guys think? I understood every part of it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate it. <laughs> it's like snap, 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 snap. I can't wait yeah. to the song when it turns into a song. <laughs> you know, yeah. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm I'm currently working on a uh it's going to be two things. It's going to be a um album and a book. And so the book it, 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 they're both gonna be called um uh, The Epic Tragedy of a Perfect Fuck Up. Um, and the album, it's going to be built like a, uh, sort of like a 20 song rap album. Um, but in book form, it's going to have those 20 to 30 songs, um, depending on what I cut from the project or whatever. Um, and then before each thing, it's going to have kind of little explanations or like, you know, kind of what I do on this show, you know, where I was at and when I wrote it, what, what it's about, you know, talk a little bit about it. And so that's going to be in the book. And then the album is going to be something that I release on streaming platforms um, as, and I've already um, started putting out a few of what are going to be kind of like the singles from that project. Um, 
So a little plug here. If you guys want to go check out my YouTube channel, um, Dylan Lawler. Uh, it's also like at Lost Boys or whatever. Um, so you guys can go check that out. On the same channel, you guys can find all of these episodes. Um, and I have more poetry up there. Um, so thank you guys so much for coming out here tonight. Thank you guys so much for listening to my pieces and um, performing you guys' pieces and having these deep conversations with me. It's been so great. This is one of the best shows we've had. And we've had, this is our 16th, 16th, Brandon. Oh, also, I want to thank our producer, Brandon. Um, I'll, I'll pop him up on screen real quick. He does, I cannot begin to tell you how much this guy does for me. He makes the whole show run smoothly. He pops up all these tags for you guys. He writes a bunch of notes for me. He does so much, and I can't begin to thank him enough. So thank you to our producer, Brandon, and thank you to all our artists. And one more time, make sure you go check out um, Nelia uh, McSwain on her TikTok, Poetry Rose 42, um, or Instagram, Poetry Rose 1, or Facebook by her name, Nelia McSwain. Um, you can go check out Kenya the Songbird. Her book is everywhere. It's called Birdie's Songs. And her two songs, um, uh, what were they again? Featuring, featuring Simi Hendrix and Submerge. Yes, that's it. Sorry, I have a lot going on. Um, and finally, you can check out um, Poetless Shakespeare and her two books on Amazon right now, DNA, uh, that's Don't Never Assume um, 1 and Don't Never Assume 2, The Results. Both of them are on Amazon. Um, and go check out some of her performances on YouTube at r.e.d.design, spelled with a Z956. Thank you guys so much for coming out. I appreciate it. Anything anyone else wants to say before we wrap up the show? Can you ladies leave your um, info in Messenger, the Messenger we're all on, so we can, you know, definitely rap with each other? <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, this is that. That's the other thing besides, you know, therapy and just getting out our artwork and whatnot. It's also a, a, a network. You know, I'm trying yeah. to build a community, and it's so great that you guys have so much in common, and, and we have mm -hmm. such like mindsets, and we're able to do this. Um, so yeah, definitely keep in touch with each other, and I hope to have you all back on again. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Peace yeah. out. Catch us next Saturday at 9 p.m.